0: hey guys we're back this is Tashi aka the positive vibe enthusiast I know this is season four but I don't even know what episode we're on but I'm excited <laughs> <laughs> to have everyone back we have a very special guest before I, I announce our special guest I just want to catch up with everybody first Alonzo how the hell are you? How you
1: been? Man, I've been good. I've been good. Um, getting uh, adjusted to the, the newer job, the new, new scenery at the job. And it's, it's cool. I like it. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah.
0: And what about you, Chief? How, how's your, how, how's it hanging? How was your holiday weekend?
1: Pretty <laughs> nice. I got to spend it with some family-in-laws. We did a little cookout. Nothing too fancy, but we had a good time just uh, just talking and enjoying the weather.
0: That's what's up, that's what's up And what about you, Tracy? What's been Girl. cracking? Oh, not much, i just say I'm blessed and hot as ever Because <laughs> it's hot Is muy caliente Girl, muy, muy Alright, All right, well, we have a very, very special guest today His name is JT And we are so happy to have you, JT How are you?
2: I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm blessed to be here.
0: And we are so happy to have you. And just to give um, a little background on our guest, he is a man of like a lot of lives you didn't live, it seems. So we're just like super excited to have you. And we're going to discuss, like, just this episode is dedicated to you. So we are going to um, just pick your brain and let you discuss, um, you know, about yourself, and let us know, you know, what you're doing now, as well as um, a little bit about your background. And I guess my okay. first question is, um, how did you grow up? Where did you grow up?
2: Uh, well, um, I was born and raised in, in uh, Harvey, Illinois. It's a it's, it's a south suburb uh, of of uh, Chicago. I grew up exactly in uh, what is. Actually, Cornell Village, but okay. everybody that lived there in Harvey, no, nowhere that's just called the Village. It was the project part of Harvey. Yeah, and, I, didn't live you know, live
1: too, I didn't live too far from there. I live in Chicago Heights. My, um, I was born and raised there. So yeah,
2: yeah. So er, er, you, so you know, everybody just called it the Village. You exactly, know so, yeah. Not many people knew it was called. It was actually named Cornell no. Village.
1: I didn't know that. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Um, but I, I that's something I know because I live there. But um, right? yeah, we uh I grew up with my stepdad. Uh I knew who my real father was, but he made a choice. You know, he he didn't he wasn't around to raise us. My mother didn't keep us away from uh his side of the family. You know, we would spend almost the whole summer at my grandma's house, uh just so we know our people. And uh I don't know. I had a loving mother. May she rest in peace. Uh, She instilled a lot in me. And uh, just to tell you what made me who I am today, I had to sit back and realize that I let her down when I was uh, 17. Um, I got locked up when I was three weeks after I turned 18. I got locked up and I was gone for 17 years and two months. And the person I was was not the person my mama raised, you know. And in my, in my eyes, I let her down. And uh, honestly, I've been spending my last waking days since trying to fix that oh. in myself. So uh, that's why I try to do good as much as I can. I'm human. You know what I'm saying if you rub me the wrong way I may do you dirty but I don't do nobody dirty that they didn't have it coming to him
0: no I, um, def, I definitely understand it I, I didn't mean to cut you off but I, I wanted to know since you know two days after your 18th birthday was how did that feel like was been like can you remember how you how your mindset was like when that when you got hit with that sentence
2: um well, it was actually three weeks after I turned 18. Um, I had accepted I'm not it sounds strange, but I accepted the life that I was living. I, I was real I was real smart. I understood what I was doing. I didn't know the grammatics of the people I was dealing with. I didn't know what they were doing to the full extent, but I knew whatever my hands played part in there was only three outcomes that can happen: you, I can either get rich, I can die or I can go to jail. So when that happened to me, I kind of took it on the end and I used it as a as a, a learning tool because not, I can't lie, I changed it in an instant.
0: Mm.
2: In an instant, I changed. Uh, I became who my mama raised. And now I'm trying to figure myself about this hole. But the truth was, I got to do the time that they finna give me. And then... When I'm out, I gotta show everybody who I am, and mm-hmm. actually, I was trying to show nobody outside of myself. I was trying to prove to myself who I was. Mm-hmm. I've never in my life cared what nobody think about me. Everything I do is for the kindness of my heart. So, um, yeah, it it was it, it, it ripped me apart. I was I've always been a family man. Uh, Alonzo, I tell you, I've always been a family man. Anytime my auntie needed me, I had I had him and his and his siblings so much people thought they were my kids.
0: I
1: can only imagine how
2: Alonzo was as
1: a kid. Yeah. Everything I hear today is because of them niggas. <laughs> For real. Like I like it's crazy because like I remember being like a shorty, and um, you know, I actually had like cousins that was a, a little around my age. But I grew up hanging around, like, my older cousins, like, you know, like, James and Lawrence and Rocky. And, um, you know, even, you know, friends that my father had brought around, like, Big Al and, you know, little Kevin and Danny. You know, like, I was actually, you know, like, put into situations where, you know, like, I had to be mature in order to hang with them, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I definitely learned a lot from Cubs, for real. What's yeah. the most,
0: um? What's what's the... What's the one thing that definitely stands out that you learned from him that you definitely going to have to pass down?
1: Um, confidence. You know, because um, I remember this one situation. So check this out. My my cousin, right, he had a um, car. So we ran around. Now, mind you, like I got a B probably like eight, eight years old, seven, maybe eight years old. I was young. And uh, I'm sitting in the front seat. He driving. He got like his – his older niggas in the back seat, right? <laughs> so, you know, like, that's how cuz, you know, took care of me. So, you know, we ride and we riding down um um Cooper. I think, like, I forgot. I think that's, like, 150th, but we was, like, right in front of Cooper Park. And so, like, me, you know, being a young nigga, like, I've been watching them kind of, like, you know, kind of, like, ride right around town. They've been talking to girls and everything. So I see a little chick at the park. I'm like, ooh, look at her. My cuz instantly slammed on brakes and throw it in reverse. Go get her, cuz, go get her now, now. She had to be like 14, 15, like she old, right? So I, I woke up like, like you know, just I'm like, what's up? She like, so they told you to come over here, huh? I'm like, yeah. She was like, man, look, you better go back over there. I was like, but what you talking about? You know, I was trying to spit game and shit, but you know, like I just, that, I just learned like that, like man, you know what? No matter what the situation, like you got to be confident. Like, even though I had no, no business getting out that car, kind of talking to that, that older chick. You know, like my cousin was like, "Nah, nigga, you, you spoke on it, so now you got to show me." I
2: like that. Yeah. I like that confidence. Yeah.
1: is key in everything.
2: If you don't, if you don't believe in yourself, don't should nobody believe in you. You know what, right. what I'm saying? I gotta believe in myself first, you know. Um uh, but I was a wild boy, you know what I'm saying? I and and I believe in my, I, I believe in the creator, I believe in a high power. Even when I was doing my lunacy. Uh, I I think he sat me down, you feel me? Uh because I was a I was becoming a tyrant. I had people, my father age, asking me what should we do? You know, um uh, I had nobody checking me. I had a lot of money. My 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 stepdad knew what I did. My mother kind of knew what I did. I know I'm quite sure some people in the family knew what I did, because any somebody needed something, and, I, I, and if I heard about it, I would I would make sure they had it. So, I think he sat me down before what I was doing cost me my life. You know. So- uh,
0: I just have a quick
2: question. So, with so were you were you selling drugs? Was that is that how you were making money? Yeah, yeah, I, I sold drugs. Um, I sold a lot of drugs, and if and I used to sell weight. And if you was buying weight from me, and it looked like you was making too much money, in my eyes, pretty soon you're not gonna need to be buying this little stuff from me. So. I send some people at you. I probably come myself, rob you, and when I see you in traffic, I'm, I mess around, hand you back what was took from you, mm-hmm. and, and 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 charge you for it. Yikes! And in your eyes, I'm looking out for you. Now this stuff I, I learned from my elders, though I'm not gonna lie, I, I learned this stuff from my elders. I, I was young when I was doing this. I was 12, 13. Oh, I so
0: wasn't, you have been? You have, that's a long time though.
2: So by the time you got locked up, you were already in it five, six years. Yeah, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I was tyranny was uh, the only path for me at that time. Can nobody tell me anything? And if I said I can't, I didn't care if I was wrong. It didn't matter. Bite your tongue. I didn't care who you was. I, I was aggressive um, when it came to me handling business and the life that I live, and in a family setting, in a, in a neutral setting. I'm as, I'm as sweet as mom's apple pie. You know, you would never know that, that that was part of me. You never knew. I got people that live in my, that's, that's in my family to this day. Wouldn't believe it if they heard me talking about it right now. Because they've never seen that from me. Yes. I turn up real quick. Like, I'm telling you, with, with the fear of God, I turn up real quick over a female in my family. Because that's how I was raised, you know, and I feel real deeply about that. If you put your hands on her, you must want it to get what I got coming, what you got coming from me. You know, and things change. And I, I had to learn some things when I came on. Things change real. I mean, I've seen it outside of my family, but I, I've seen it in my family now. You know, uh, the, the emotions of a woman get a man in trouble, especially a man that care about her. You know, it'll get it'll get them in trouble. Cause if a, if a guy's mistreating her in any shape, form, or fashion, and you have to physically get them up off of her, the first question that you got to have in your head now is, damn, I wonder what she gonna say when them people come. Is she gonna tell them the truth? Is she gonna side with him? Cause I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. I've seen it. He came to his sister, or his cousin, or his auntie's rescue, and when the police is involved. She's sitting over here talking about some don't. First, she was telling you, don't hit him. And now when the police come, she over here talking about some, I don't know why he hit him. <laughs> yeah. And
0: and, yeah. and that's exactly yeah, so you, you're right on that one. Because we all seen it with, you know, because yeah. she said she didn't need protecting with Jada Pinkett.
2: Yeah. So, you, so,
0: yeah,
2: in, 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 in other words, you got a lot of whole ass niggas around here putting their hands on females. That's part of a family that'll rip his ass apart. But we're afraid that she's going to say something. Yeah. I never faced that until I came home from the penitentiary. I never, ever seen that in my life from no woman in my family until I came home. You know, and a lot of that kind of make you want to stay to yourself. Because I can't be around you knowing that this dude putting his hands on you, and I ain't did nothing about it. I feel like a chump. Well, I mean... You know?
0: Sometimes you gotta let things take take care care of itself. But I like that you're talking about family. I know Alonzo had questions um, that he wanted to ask. Um, would you like to ask your questions, Alonzo?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, actually, like I kind of want to go back and talk about uh, when you were saying like how you was young and you was doing your thing. You know, um, you know, like when I was growing up, cause like when you was talking about the village, like y'all gotta understand, like. Like, he may have got in the game early, but when you talk about Harvey, like, it's literally a city full of killers, but when you say, like, the village, like, that's damn. then, like, you might as well say, like, that's the slums of Harvey. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, he coming from, like, the bottom of the bottom, you know? So, like, uh, like he say, you know, me and my sisters, we spent a lot of time in the village, and, you know, we was over my Auntie Jackie house, like, all summer long, and, um, you know, he had so many awards, you know, like every tournament that you can imagine, you know what I'm saying? Like MVP honors, um, you know, and I just like was like, damn, like, you know, like my cousin's so cold and like I would hear stories about him balling. I never got a chance to actually see him ball. And, um, you know, like I was just like when I was young, when he actually got locked up, it was like, well, you know, I heard stories of like what he did and it was like, Well, you know, like maybe he was just put in a bad situation Mm -hmm. and, you know, shit like that. And then, you know, like as I got older and I talked to my pops, you know, because like my pops was like in his heyday, you know, like he was heavy, too, you know. And so like my pops told me like, like when it came to like my mama's side of the family, he had told me like, no, like James, like that nigga was about that. You know what I'm saying? So like. I just kind of wanted to ask you, like, when you say, like, you was influenced by, like, the, the like, the elders and shit, like, did, like, my pops have, like, any influence, you know, in, like, the, the type of life you was living? Because, you know, like, you know, we, me and you, we only had those younger years together, and then we reconnected yeah. after you kind of, like, got out, you know, yeah. and, like, between the time, like, I heard stories, and also, you know, I seen the, 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 the same, basically the same message that my pops told you. He had told other family members like Elmo, you know, I know you know what Elmo was getting yeah. to, And, you know, like even me when like he found out that I was like fucking with the streets, you know, it was like he had to sit down and have a conversation like that with me, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it's outside of that though, man, you know what I'm saying? uh, yo, yo, yo dad, man. He, he, he probably was the most influential uncle I have. And for everybody that's listening, he's not even my blood relative, man. But he was like probably hands down the most influential uncle that I had. Um, uncle Joe taught me a lot. He taught I pretty much know how to build a home other than electricity. I don't mess with electricity. But my <laughs> Uncle Joe taught me how to do everything. I was nine years old. I was mad because they made me come come to work with them. I was mad. Oh, Lawrence older than me. Lawrence ain't got to do this, but they grabbing me because I'm the biggest. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. That was the problem. Everything since I was young. Are you, oh, he big? Get him. You know, so I'm the biggest. They they made me go. And uh, if you if, if anybody ever uh, wheelbarrowed any cement, you have to do it with your oh, wheel. Yeah. A, a, a wheelbarrow full of cement. You have to control it with your hips and not your arms. Nobody nope. tell me this. Uh, so, yeah, no. they, they laughed and they filled they it up. We we was uh, doing a porch in the sidewalk. They filled it up. And he said, uh, nephew, go get that wheelbarrow, bring that semen over here. I'm strong. I know I'm strong. So, I okay, i pick it up. They get quiet, everybody looking at me. I don't care. When I turned the corner, though, the whole hmm. wheelbarrow flew over <laughs> They laughing at me. I say, man, what y'all? Do? I said, man, that ain't funny. And Uncle Joe say, now I clean it up. Next yep. time you do something, <laughs> ask somebody with how, how you do this. They think you know <laughs> you do
0: <doing.
2: laughs> <laughs> Right. And they had me clean up all that cement. I spent the whole almost until lunchtime cleaning that cement up off of that sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And out that grass. And and that was a good lesson though. And that was a, a hell of a way to show it to me because yeah. he knew I was you know what I'm saying I'm inquisitive but I get to touch on all shit he like man don't be doing stuff without asking somebody how you do it yeah and you know yeah. you know something else because cause you know like of
1: course he did that to me too but like uh, <laughs> later on when I uh, kind of like got older and shit I then there started looking at him like man low key like this nigga kind of like Yoda you know what I'm he saying like, he that's what he, <laughs> he do he to get like yeah. life lessons yeah.
2: without saying nothing you know yeah. <laughs> He and yeah, For real. Yeah. And that's that's how most of my lessons came from him, man. He'll sit there and watch me mess up to the point where I know I'm messing up. And he'll be like, man, you must ain't hit me, that nephew. And you know that laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, a lot of my lessons came that way, man. But he taught me a lot. You know what I'm saying? Drywalling, roofing, uh, tiling. He taught me a lot, man. Building frames, you know. He he showed me a lot, and and yeah. I remember it. And I, if you ask Kevin, I be on him. I be on I be on Kevin line because I used to be on Uncle Joe line. When I'm doing something, I want to make sure I'm not trying to mess up, even though I know what I'm doing. Hey, Uncle Joe. Yeah. So I've been I've been on his line a whole lot lately. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, another question I
1: wanted to ask, because you know, um, like when you was gone, you know, like, you was gone a long time, um, to me, it just seemed like, I guess, you know what I'm saying, people kind of out of sight, out of mind, you know what I'm saying, like, I was, I was, like, on some shit, like, when I was in high school, you know, and, um, one of my boys had got locked up, and, you know, like, it kind of, like, brought me back, like, damn, you know what I'm saying, like, I got a cousin that's still locked up, like, how he doing? You know, and that's when I like kinda asked Auntie Jackie for your information and I was able to get like one or two letters off and shit. And um yeah. you know, and I was just like, you know, like I wanted to know like did you while you was gone, did you interact with a lot of family, you know, like and um like how how was that experience, you know, being locked up so long and you know, like the way your family was?
2: Man, that's crazy you asked me that, man. Um I had to be 100% with you, man. I'm not even going to sound like this one. Uh, There's a lot of people, man, in the streets. I didn't, I didn't disclose my location to nobody. But if they needed me, they so found a way to find me, man. Mm-hmm. And for 17 years and two months, I was locked up in a box, B. People got blocks on their phone. I've written every last one of them. Can't nobody say they didn't get a letter from me. I didn't get no responses. You know I got responses from? I got responses from my little cousins, the, one that's, the ones that's your age. Y'all wrote yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? Tasha wrote me. Y'all wrote me. I, I didn't get none from these from these grown people that, that knew how to fan me when I was out doing bad. Yeah. But now I'm sitting here and I I, I actually need somebody's help, and I, I didn't hear from none of them, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Everybody yeah. say they wrote me. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't say that you didn't write me or not. All I can tell you is... You didn't give it to me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You didn't give it to me. Uh, and it, it don't make me hate anybody. I mean, as you can tell, when like when I when I came home, I'm still that family man I was before I got locked up. The difference is I know our relationship now. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't hold you in that esteem that I, that I I once held you, man. So, in other words, you can't come to me for anything. Yeah. No. every time you come to me, it's... it's Damn near a roundtable meeting, man. Let's sit down and talk about it. Yeah, you know, I you got that? Yeah, because, I mean, that's that's how that's how I see it, man. At the end of the day, when I needed you the most, you know what I'm saying, this this is how you treated me. And I'm cool with that. Just don't be upset when I ain't fucking with you. Yeah, I got you. And I, and I get a whole lot of back talk and back lag from that. A whole lot of he ain't shit, you know what I'm saying, and he's selfish and he this, he that. And I love it. Because at the end of the day, when I hear people talking like that, that mean they mad. And I'm doing something right. And they trying to get in. Fuck y'all. Yeah, I love them, but I don't deal with them. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's just um, you know, like um, like like I say, you know, like the only time I really like heard people mentioning you, you know what I'm saying, was like when I'm over Auntie Jackie house, you know what I'm saying? Um, and you know, like she's still like, bro, like the whole time, she always had all your trophies up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how she was. Yeah. You know? So, like, you know, like, and I, I used to, like, ask her, like, man, how James doing? You know, and she'd tell me, like, he doing good. I talked to him. But I never really heard, like, nobody else, like, um, you know, like, any other aunties or uncles say, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, we're going to see James. Like, I remember one time um, I went to court with Auntie, and uh, we was actually able to, um, it was in, um. I want to say it was um, in the Markham courthouse. You were here like a, a, like a little hearing or something. We was able to, like, catch you and visit with you before you went back to county or wherever you was at. But, you know, like, that was, like, the only time I had seen you, you know, before you came home.
2: Yeah, that um, gave me a uh, – I want uh, – I think when I got my time, uh, all y'all had came downstairs to see me before they took me back to the county jail. Yeah, yeah,
1: because yeah. there was a few of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like and on this podcast, one thing because like it's called the you know the positive Enthusiast, you know, and uh, we always try to you know keep the keep the the positivity up, but we also want to uh, have a message for like our our, um, our viewers and our followers. So you know, a lot of times, like especially when it comes to like hip-hop music man people like glorify you know what i'm saying going to jail like mm-hmm. even growing up a lot of times i heard like oh you ain't a man till you get locked up so like i just kind of wanted to, you to kind of like talk maybe tell like some some wild ass shit you done seen or did while you was locked up you know wh- without incriminating yourself of course to like just let motherfuckers know like that shit ain't sweet like like the best thing about being a man is being able to provide for your family. You can't provide when you're inside.
2: So I seen I'm, I'm gonna tell you the most shocking uh, thing I seen. <laughs> um and this ain't got nothing to do with no fighting or nothing. This all uh, this this is a, a predatorial. predatory. Um it's an older guy. They call him proper breed. He wasn't the only one doing it. It was, quite, it was quite a few of them doing that. But uh, he, he would get a young dude, however he see him. If he see him in receiving and he want him, he tell whoever moving them people from receiving, send him to my wing. And he get him, bring him into his cell, he, he feed him and everything. Everybody on the wing knew when that towel go on that door and they closed, there's curtains for that boy that's in there. I never knew until one day somebody told me, it was like, man, Papa Bree been in there fucking up boy for a couple hours. I'm like, man, what you talking about? And he told me, he was like, man, you see that towel on the door? I act like you don't see that towel on the door. I'm like, that's what that is? He's like, yeah. (laughs) Me being where I am, I'm mad because he ain't here here raping these little boys and then these little boys so so, uh, embarrassed. They don't want to say anything. Because they already know that the people going to tell their family. You know what I'm saying? They got to let their family know. That's number one. So they're afraid to say anything. Mm. I went straight to Papa I went, I went Breeze, though. You know what I'm saying? I, I was a conservative white, so law. I had nothing to do with their business. These are two different gangs. And at the time, I wasn't nothing. I had quit. And I did anybody that had a problem with it to come holler at me. I didn't I did not stand myself when the bars opened or none of that. I was out there time somebody he had rotation. Papa, I went to Papa Bree's door and I banged on the door and I kept banging on the door until he opened it. He opened the door with his weight, with his with his uh roll bomb. And I punched him clean in his nose. Mm. And I looked in there, the little the little boy was knocked out. He was in there raping that boy. Mm. I punched him dead in his nose. And he, he didn't want no more smoke. He he was screaming. He, you know what I'm saying? He t- trying to get his guys. But the, everybody on the wing was so upset about that situation, you know what I'm saying, that what he be doing, even his guys didn't do nothing. Because I fully expected to get jumped when I did it. So and you- I, but I didn't care. You know what I'm saying? You I, punched him, so I punched him in his nose. He, he fell down. He never got back up off the floor. Uh, I went in there. A couple guys can't help me. We put a put a, uh, put a uh, blanket around the boy and carried him to the analog. Yeah, But there was a few little boys that was on that wing. You know what I'm saying? That he done done that to. You know, a, a couple of them actually turned out to be gay. He not the rape right no more. They was coming to the sale to get to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what prison is, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what it used to be. Now nah, it's a mental home, man. Mm, really? It's all mental, man. Yes, it's, it's all mental. The pen is mightier than the sword. Everything mental in there. They they want you to. Uh, it don't matter what they want you to do. They it's it's so it's so hardless in there right now. If you 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 can go on your visit and act a fool, and they can give you some more time. So you want you you gonna you gonna act straight, or you gonna be in here for the rest of your life? Or you're going to be here for a couple months or a couple years later than what you would have been here for.
0: So do you think going to prison added to your manhood in any sense? Like, do you think that it made you a stronger person? Or do you think that if you stayed out that you had, would have been able to still learn the same like life lessons? I guess it's my question.
2: Well, prison showed me how strong I was. But I, I've always been this person, even in the streets. I always been always been headstrong, I always been confident, I always been been uh, uh, inquisitive to somebody that I, I think know more than me or may have something of substance. Um, I never approached a situation where I felt like I was too big for anything. I, I respect everything when I walk in the door, and I, I'm I'm expecting. A win because I'm respecting everything in the door. Meaning I'm paying attention and I'm giving everything is just due process. Mm-hmm. That's what I learned by being in prison. One thing, patience. That's it. And prison didn't teach me nothing else but patience. Did you always
0: That's- know you were going to get out of prison?
2: Yeah. 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 That, that was my that was my, my slogan. They can't hold me forever. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm sitting in Menard in the pit. And uh, when, I, when they call Menard the pit, Menard is actually dug in the ground. The, the penitentiary is dug in the ground. And that's why they call it the pit. I'm sitting on the yard and I'm talking to a guy that I grew up with since kids. I'm talking about a kindergarten. Been knowing him my entire life. And. The only thing that came to my head was they should have never sold it. me this shit, man. That's uh, that's all I thought. They should have never sold me this. If they wanted me to keep perpetuating that bullshit, they should have kept me in the streets, man. Yeah. Okay. But but just just keep it short on your on 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 what I was saying, man. Uh, the penitentiary taught me patience, man. It taught me patience and. The only thing that I could think of was it what what I got what I got in store. People ain't ready for, and, and I already knew money is just a means to an end. When when you talking to me, I don't value money, but I know it's a means to an end, and uh, I'm gonna have my means to an end in a minute. I got a whole lot of stuff cooking right now, and,
0: and that's what prison I'm about to taught ask me, crazy.
2: You. That's what yeah. I'm
0: going to ask you. So like now that you're out, so how long, what year did you get released from
2: prison? I came home 2012, September so, 19th.
0: So it's been 10 years. So almost 10 years you've been out. Um, what, what is your, yeah. what's the most, your biggest accomplishment since being out of
2: prison? Uh, yeah. My biggest accomplishment is uh realizing that the biggest one hasn't happened yet. Um, I like that. That's the truth, though. Um, and I laugh because I, me and, <clears throat> me, and, me and my my, my brother we listen We we talk a lot, and in the, in the frame of how we talking now, and um, I don't pat myself on the back. He hate that about me, cause to him I've done something, and but to me I ain't done nothing yet, cause I I, I got so much I got so much in my eye shot. Uh, the things I've done don't mean that much to me, uh, but I, I came home. Uh, I had a tax office at one time. Um, I uh, I had a uh, not a security firm, but I had a, a group of uh, guys that would come around and bounce in strip clubs and stuff with me. Okay. Um, so we we were bounced. At uh strip clubs like Adriana, uh, several lockdowns in the city. Um, I I, I got me. Uh, I'm gonna tell you the story. I, I I I say I stole a job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I I went to go see Auntie Nikki, Joe. I uh-huh. went to go see Auntie Nikki uh, at the unemployment office. Now I had. I have been going through. I have been, I have been going through all of my um people that I had left resumes and stuff with, and nobody bit. So I'm sitting here like, man, you know, I, it's it's something else I got to do. But I never ever felt like not going to work. This is the first time ever I felt like not going to work. So I know it's something cracking right now, cause that ain't me. I take care of my business, so um, I don't go to work. And when I don't go to work, ain't nobody been on my resume. So I go see Nikki at the unemployment office. She tell me, "Ain't nobody, ain't nothing happening right now." I'm like, "Okay, all right." So I'm leaving now, and I hear this dude, Reginald Whitley. I see his name playing on his day on his desk. He, he talking to somebody about a, a job in the graveyard that's paying $18.25. Uh, I'm like, yeah. So I, I slide over there. I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> Reginald Whitley. He was like, yeah. I said, you got something for me, man? job so is paying 18 25 or something. He was like, oh, yeah, the graveyard. I said, yeah, that's the one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not
2: lying man I can't make this up man so.
0: but that's a great story uh, James about you know you overhearing this job opportunity and jumping right on it um, we Alonzo let me know that I did um, kind of miss the opportunity to um, for you to really explain if you, if you can why did you get so much time like what were the actual charges that you were um, found guilty of
2: um, I uh, they locked me up for uh, ten murder. I was found not guilty for that. They locked me up for ten murder. They locked me up. Uh, it was uh, aggravated battery with a firearm. Uh, unlawful use of a weapon by a felon. Cause when I the moment I turned seventeen, police rolled up on me, patting me down. They didn't find anything that went back in my pocket and Dion was like, I watched him. He just went in there twice. He come out with a damn bag of weed. They put me in jail. So they gave me an unlawful use of a weapon by a felon. Everything was wiped off and they gave me, they locked me up for aggravated battery with a firearm. But because I didn't take the cop out, which was 10 years, me and the judge was kind of beefing with each other. I didn't know he took it that serious. To be honest, cause I won't try and take no time for something I didn't do. Cause I didn't do it. No, and I didn't think that dude would come to court and say I did it, but he did. And the judge gave me thirty five years. He went over my max. He he raised my max uh from six to thirty to uh six to uh fifteen to forty five. That's how I got so much time.
0: Um, is it like a day for a day while you're in prison or like,
2: yeah, how- yeah, yeah, under the law that I was under, it's day for day, um, but they, um, the law now, they will be doing 85%, uh, to 100, uh, for, they're doing 100 for murders and, like, for that violent, um, the tell murder, they'd have been doing 85.
0: Wow, so, with, like, Alonzo was saying earlier, with how music is glorifying, um, I- you know going to prison do you what what i guess what's your message to counteract that like i'm sure you wouldn't want anybody else to to go through what you went through but if you what's your message to anyone young that's out in these streets being goofy you know right now
2: uh, most of these people that's rapping they never they, ne- they didn't live a day of what they rapping um they' glowing. You can tell, and I'm. I'm gonna say it like this: the biggest dog doesn't bark. He don't bark at all. In fact, he don't even want nobody to know he a dog. And you got these people out here yelling and screaming. I'm gonna kill her, I'm this. I'm that. And the ones that's trying to live their life, they got them locked up right now. You thug. I'm not, just to say the least. You know what I'm saying gunner. You know, they trying to live these double lives to to remain true. And I'm not understanding why. You know, you out here making millions, but you can't leave the streets alone. And then this is what happened to you when you can't leave the streets alone. And the people that's rapping, the stuff they talking about, people don't do the stuff they talking about and, and still be on the streets, able to tell you years later, yeah, I did that. No, nah, people going to be looking for you. Um. So when, when, when they get to talking about that stuff and people want to live it, now you see this goofy stuff going on, man. You see these kids out here. These kids making guns. You know, they making guns. They don't have to go to the store and bound. they making them, and they got them with the switch out here. In other words, just uh, dude, uh, little Migo said it. He said, it's an automatic. I can hit you without even trying. All you got to do is hit the switch and point in your direction. <laughs> That's all you're going to hear. Wow. And it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna chop a tree down. That's how fast them bullets coming out of there. Is it? You know? Yeah.
0: I mean with with being with being out now and you know, you you start your new life, you're doing you're doing things, is was it did you stay in the same area or did you decide to like leave the Chicagoland area and like start a new life?
2: Well, I mean I when I came home you know, I, I have been gone for 17 years. Um I had saved up a few dollars, but it wasn't much. Um mm-hmm. just enough to take my daughter out, have a nice time with her. But uh, uh life life is just I, I, I want peace. Let me say it like that. When when I when I came home, I wanted peace.
0: Okay. And
2: and I was met with a lot of disdain. I was met with a lot of you owe me. Well, I can't believe that you're not talking to me. Um And people trying to force me to talk to people. I told my mother I didn't want no party when I came home because I didn't want certain people smiling in my face telling me, "Mate, they miss me." When I know damn well you don't miss me the way you' talking, you know. And my and out of respect for my mother, I didn't cause a scene. But I'm very blunt. I'm again, like I said, I've never cared what nobody thought about me, you know. And uh. Those are one of those situations. I'm grown and I, I I want to decide my company. Especially when I come home from a place where I was forced to go into a sale and shut up because they said lights out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I think at the at the very least I can decide who I'm who I I'm gonna spend my time with. But that spend me, it took me almost two years when I came home just to have that type of peace. Okay. You know, um, People in the family try to turn my daughter against me. You know, um, a lot of bad talking about me when I ain't around. And, my, and, I, and it's taking effect on my daughter, you know what I'm saying, to the point where she don't really have that type of relationship with me because she want me to talk to her mom or she want me to do this or that. Or somebody done told her because she was graduating and our daddy don't have that type of money right now. I literally just came home two months ago. And they yeah. looking at me about her dress and all this other stuff. And I'm looking at them like, man, y'all not finna make me go sell drugs again, man. Y'all got me fucked up. And I sat my daughter down with her mother and I said, look, man, I, I know you used to me having money. I said, I just came home man. let me fill this stuff out right now. But I'm not selling no drugs, man. I don't know if that's what you thought I was doing because I took her out and shopped with her a little big bit. Here. And I saved that money when I was locked up. I wanted wanted to do that with her when I came home. And I saved the money to be able to do that. Everybody wanted me to explain my time and and my day and what I do. You know, this was the first two years I came home. Mm. That's how they treated me, you know. And I understood, you know, out of respect for the people that, that care, I understood. So I would explain, you know. Yeah. But when they told me that somebody told them I was selling drugs in the streets and everybody's concerned, but nobody wanted to tell me who said it. That's when I put my foot down. I said, Ma, I told my mama, everybody else didn't matter. I said, Ma, it's the last time I'm going to tell you about my business. I, I reserve the right to be grown after this. So uh, if you're worried after this, Ma, I don't know what to tell you because I ain't the one you need to worry about. I don't want to be watching the people that I'm hanging around, the per- the people that supposed to be loyal to me. I, I love the peace that I got. I love it. I'll be broke every day if that's what it costs. I yeah. love, I love this piece.
0: I pieces pieces everything. Yeah. My, but another one, other question I had was: It hard, you know, being away for seventeen years and getting out. Was it hard to um, adjust with the new technologies? Because a lot had changed. You know, a lot changed in seventeen years. So was yeah. that, was that hard getting accustomed to just new technologies?
2: oh uh, see that that wasn't a problem for me. Because I didn't sit in a jail cell when I was in there. I did school the whole time I was in there.
0: Nice.
2: I stayed in school. Um, and it was a, a blessing. Uh, the creator put this guy named Timothy Toler in my life. He's called me C. It's my man. And, and he's my big brother. I don't care if I don't speak to him no more. He's still my big brother. We still speak from time to time whenever we catch each other. But this is my dude. Um, I got my GD. And the guys had a big ass party on the deck for me. I, I don't know none of this to happen, but they was really trying to entice other guys on the wing to get their GD. That's what it was about. Oh, I later okay. found that out. But at the time, I'm kind of using this as a as a bragging tool. I'm like, shit, they just, just laid the whole welcoming man out, you know what I'm saying? On the wing when I got back here, they they, they I don't know, the police let them get pizzas, all kind of stuff. They got posters up on the wall. I got banners. It was like being at home for a party when I got my GED. And um, Stoney come to me, tight, like interrupted my all my smiling. Was like, "Hey, uh, what classes you finna take for uh, college?" And I'm like, "Huh?" I said, "Dude, you don't know what's going on." He was like, "What you mean?" I said, "It's my party. I graduated. It's over with. I'm finna go shoot some dice. Is what I'm finna do." <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, man, because that's all I wanted. I'm not even finna lie. It was because I, 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 I love shooting dice. And it, that's all they did. When I was at school, they was on the way shooting dice. I'm like, man, I could be taking everybody's money. So I wanted to shoot dice. Stoney told me, man, you going to school. I said, man, you don't even know me, man. Don't tell me what I'm finna do, dog. He like, man, you going to school. I'm bringing the papers. You going to school. I guess he he understood that I was serious because the guy went to put me in school himself. And, um, but how I actually went to school was I was talking to Dion about it. My little brother on the phone. And my mama was on the phone eavesdropping cause we had two phones in the house. <laughs> and, um, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm really mad. I'm like, man, this dude trying to force me to go to school and stuff, man, and put me on this list. And my mama like, oh, baby, you going to college? Oh, I didn't see all happy and stuff. So I'm like, man, what you doing on the phone? I'm like, damn, man, now I got to go to school because my mama happy. She wanted me to go to school. And I've been sitting here trying to figure out a way to make this lady smile because I feel like I disappointed and I let her down. So... I went to school and it wasn't that I was scared to go to school. Like I felt like I was dumb. I just wanted to do something else. I, I, I learned fast. I learned fast. Like I could take one look at it and it's a wrap, especially if I'm interested. And my daughter got that same attribute. She don't know how to use it though. She get this and she get uninterested quick. So, um, I went to school, man, and I could not stop going to school. I couldn't stop. It's like every every day I just wanted to go to school. I didn't want to be on the wing. I didn't want to go to the gym. I didn't want to hang with nobody. I just wanted to go to school. I come back. I'm doing homework. My TV was used for light for me to read and do homework. I Dude, I spent years without watching an NBA basketball game. You know how, how much that drove me crazy in the beginning? hmm mm. Um, but me training myself, trying to do better, it became a habit to the point where it was a part of me. And um, I, I seen a way that I could teach. And I learned how to teach the way I taught myself to remember when I was studying for my GED. And the lady messed around and gave me a whole classroom, man. I'm, I'm teaching uh, ABE, pre GED, and GED. I did. I did that for two years, and the warden found out. Told me I couldn't go to a multipurpose building without a pass from him. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, and they started they they put out a grievance and everything, and whole time I, internal affairs was supposed to come pick me up from my wing, but they didn't. They uh, cause the dude that was uh, the sergeant or lieutenant or whatever in internal affairs, he knew I had nothing to do with it. He talked because I was working in the, um in the uh when they when they took me out of there, they gave me a job in the uh, visiting room. And the and dude was like, man, he he was the one that was searching me before I went on the visit. I mean before I went in there to work. And he said, hey man, you know I suppose came and got you like two weeks ago. I said, come get me for what? Cause I know I ain't done nothing. I said, come get me for what? He said, uh, it's a petition going around. But I know you ain't got nothing to do with it. People mad that you can't be in the school building. And I said, I know they mad. I see him every day. He said, man, uh, if I could, man, I'll get you back in there. i seen you over there helping them people. He said, but the warden run this place the way he wants to, man. I'm just in turn affairs. I said, man, I don't even care, fam. Just don't close the door when it's time for me to go out. Yeah, for what y'all yeah. do with that? Pill. And he looked at me. I said, I'm keeping it in the what with you, dude. I enjoyed it and all that. But I, that ain't what I'm here for, fam. I'm finna pay y'all this little debt and get 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 on with my life, man. So I only four what y'all do with that building. Just don't close the door when it's my turn. So, yeah.
1: <clears throat> after um, when when did you actually start Um, teaching like the religion was it after you had um, they had closed that that opportunity for you to teach like the the GED and pre GED.
2: Nope, that was before then.
1: Okay,
2: because I, I know you you was um, teaching religion, you know, pretty tough. And yeah. Uh, um, again, the guy Scone, uh Timothy Tola, he asked me one day, he was like, man, you fasting for Ramadan? I said, you mean not, don't eat and drink all day? <laughs> he said, yeah. And we do other stuff? I said, I can't get past that part, man. And he started laughing, now he's making fun of me because now we're friends, you know, and he's making fun of me about it. And I'm like, man, I could do that, man. You act like what y'all doing is, is something amazing. I could do that. So kind of challenging my gangster, he tricked me into doing it. So I went out fast uh, for the month of Ramadan that year. And I learned a lot, but it wasn't until I went to the Nation of Islam service I learned so much about my, I learned more about my history in an hour and a half sitting in that service than I had learned my entire life. So I was sold. Nation of Islam is what's happening. I was sold. I was part of Nation of Islam for about three and a half, four years in, in the joint. And the military, the military aspect to, to the uh, nation building to the religious aspect, I love it all. I know i'm not a- mem- a member of the nation of islam today um at at the at the end of the day uh i'm i' a move man i just believe in my creator i believe in the creator i don't choose a nomination 'cause you't you know the titles don't do number pitch you against another title mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um so yeah I, I started teaching i started teaching um that's a i started teaching. I in in the uh, Nation of Islam, first um, Minister Michael X uh, was teaching me, and yeah. he he later made me oh the God. assistant minister. I oh and I would uh, I would I would open up for him is what I would do. Yeah. And the first time I I spoke, he seen he seen that I was reading the paper. And he said, "Let me see that paper." Down, little bit, baby. He see, he seen that I was reading from the paper, and I'm like, "Man, uh, what was I supposed to do?" Because <laughs> he reading my paper now, and he said, "Hey, man, we don't do this, man." I said, "What?" He said, "We don't write speeches." I said, "Yeah, we do write speeches." I said, "Man, I, I listen to him all the time from from uh Minister Louis Farrakhan. He, I listen to all them tapes you got in the cabinet, man." He said. Yeah, those speeches. He said, when have you ever seen that man with a piece of paper? I said, man, I've seen him get behind a podium or something and look down. He said, them notes. He want to make sure he hit every every subject and every topic that he wanted to feed you. He said, he ain't wrote down nothing. Yeah. I said, well, I ain't, I'm not Minister Farrakhan then. He said, "Sure, you surely you're not Mister Farrakhan. He said, but you're going to strive to be him or, or better. He said, I don't ever want to see you read from a piece of paper again. But basically, that's you got to understand the message that you bringing, and you got to uh, uh, express from your standpoint. That's why you speaking. You're not speaking to sound the most intelligent or sound like you got the the, the most uh, pertinent things to say. You just came to get a message that was put on your heart. Mm-hmm. When he gave me that understanding, it was, it was like giving me wings, and I took off. Mm. It was. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. The Creator speak to me, man, all the time. I, I feel them, and I understand. And yeah, I, I choose the latter sometimes. It's the world that we live in. You know, this it, this ain't no goody two shoes world. You know, mm. and me opening me opening the door for somebody, and they walking through with their nose up, versus me opening the door for somebody, and they jog to get to the door, and I'm telling them, don't run, sister. I'm 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 opening the door just so you don't have to. You don't have to run. Take your time. It gives a different feel. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You don't walk through the door, nose up in the air and don't say thank you. You know what I'm saying? Damn, I didn't have to open the door for you. <laughs> you know? But that's the that's the attitude of people these days. You know what I'm saying? It just, I don't, I, I spoke what came to my heart. And a lot of brothers, uh, I spoke during Ramadan, and this brother came to me and said, Man, I didn't know that you studied for real, man. I thought you was in here on time foolery, man. And I looked at him and I said, I thought the same thing of you. And we started laughing. (laughs) You know, but after that, it was, uh, we had an interfaith service when I was in uh, the last spot I was at. We had an interfaith service and the chaplain allowed us, the warden didn't like it, but it was the chaplain's building. The chaplain allowed us to uh, take, take, Talim, Talim is what you would call Bible study, uh, the Talim service for from the uh, Islamic services, he allowed us to open it up and invite everybody else over, and mm-hmm. we turned to an interfaith service, and everybody got to pray they way the way they prayed, uh, introduce and everybody prayed with you. I know you just did that yourself. Everybody got to pray when everybody wanted when you uh, you was praying, everybody prayed with you. Um, we we. Took turns teaching, um, the uh the way of life that each each nomination had, and we at the end of the day we understood that uh, what what happened in the story of uh Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that's peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, uh, they was coming to get the uh believers, the first believers, they was trying to get them and uh uh, uh kill them, and the negus, the negus is the king of Ethiopia. Uh, the king said, um, "What do you say?" Because they they hit him with the Jesus thing, and he said, "What do you What do you say about Jesus?" He said, "Man, we believe in Jesus. We believe that he was a virgin birth. We believe that uh, <clears throat> he was sent by the Creator. We do not believe that he's God. We believe that he is a prophet." The niggers got up and drew a line in the sand. That's where that That's where that, uh, that that terminology and that slogan come from about the land in the sand. He drew a line in the sand. It was an actual event, and he told them. He said, "What you believe and what we believe, because they were Christians." He said, "It's just as standing line in this sand." And he told the people that was trying to uh, that came in there to get them. He said, "Man, they on they under our protection. They can stay." He said, "Y'all gotta go, and y'all gotta go now." So um, it's. I mean, it's. We, we, had, we, had, we had a lot of, I'm going to put it like this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off of that one. We studied the creation of Adam. Just the creation of Adam, not his life yet. We studied the creation of Adam for two years in the interfaith service. Okay. For two straight years, we studied just his creation. And we wasn't even done. The The, the study was getting so deep. The brothers was like, we need to put this one on the back burner and study something else for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Well, but it was everybody. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. i I was just saying it was everybody. It was all it wasn't just Muslims or Christians or Hebrews. I'm telling you, when I say everybody, it was everybody. You have people in there still uh believing there's a roaster in there. Have you ever heard of a, a prophet named Zeroster? I
0: haven't.
2: No. All right. Look. Look 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 up the roaster. Zaroster is a uh is a uh, he is recorded as the first prophet of a monotheistic monotheistic faith.
0: I have
2: to show what monotheistic is. Monotheistic is uh believing in one God. Oh, okay, okay. Mono
0: means one, so yeah, okay, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, yeah believing in one God. But uh <laughs> Um he he uh he he was the first he's recorded as the first prophet to preach actively preach one God to people that believe in more than one God.
0: Well, I guess just to kind of change gears, I did have a pleasure of speaking with you before the show. And I, I don't want to uh, end the show without you talking about, you know, you were telling me that you were thinking about starting a podcast with, or if it, it may already be started. Yes,
2: um, uh-huh. yes, yes, yes. Um, Actually, on on this the same app that we're on right now. That's why I had it uh, downloaded already. Um, we got a we got a podcast called The Brew, and um, it's it's basically how we how we kick it. But we're we're gonna um, we're gonna film and stream on uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can go to uh, Gentlemen's Club. Yeah, the Gentleman's Club DGC is, is the uh page on on uh, Facebook. Okay. Also on also on Instagram. And um you'll you'll see snippets of it from there. And once the uh page is launched on uh YouTube, you can you can see the full episodes of everything. But we, we have real talks. Like these people that's on my show, they really, really know what they're talking about. We don't have guys on here just because they can talk slick. These people know know what they' talking about.
0: So, are there episodes right now that people can listen
2: to? No, they're not because um, I, I've been trying to do some syndicate things with this. Oh, I so I have people. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to really get paid off for it before it even get big. You hear me? <laughs> no, no, I hey, I get it. all the coins. Yeah. So yeah, because I'm I'm telling. Listen, yeah, we got to talk about. We got to. uh a discussion about uh uh about being being uh in one and in, in a relationship with one person and one person only and uh the origins of that and, and how foreign it is to human nature.
0: It's so funny you said that because this weekend, no lie, I literally had this conversation with a few people over uh dinner. And I said the question was and you guys can actually um answer this question do you believe that monogamy is something that's natural or are we just pushing something that's unnatural
2: it's unnatural man god knows yeah Yeah. because listen look you look at the look at the population and i'm kind of getting in the conversation we had on our show um if you look at the population and you break it down in numbers uh within our ethnicity within the african uh uh, our women outnumber us seven to one. Seven to one. You mean to tell me I'm not supposed to have more than one woman if, my, if I'm able to take care of more than one? So if every if every woman had it that way, and every man only had one woman, what are the rest? You I'm supposed to do? I don't
0: know. I you know
2: what? I'm just saying God put these numbers. I hear, numbers don't lie. I hear you. I hear numbers you. don't lie. I hear you. <laughs>
0: And, and, and someone else kind of did bring up that. But then someone made a good point over dinner. They said, um, well, other animals, because we're all animals. Humans are animals, just like a, a monkey or a bird or anything else, right? True. There are other animals that are monogamous. There's so many other animals that are monogamous, like like doves are, for instance. Doves are monogamous. Um, why, why, why is it that... Um, that we aren't, or well, actually, some of us are. I. This is what I believe. I believe that it's either works for some people and it doesn't work for others. That's what I think. I think equally can can work in theory. Um, I don't think we're pushing anything unnatural, but that's a I, that's a whole other story. <laughs> that,
2: but, um, I mean, yeah, you know, we natural. Yeah, natural and unnatural is really uh in in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. But um. I'm just saying, uh, Jay Z said it. Men lie, women lie. Numbers don't. When you look at the population, <laughs> and you can look at the population in general, you ain't got to break it down in our ethnicity. It's three to one or four to one, female to, to male.
0: Dang. It's um,
2: the numbers. The numbers is saying that not all y'all gonna have a man. You hear this?
0: You hear this, Tracy? <laughs> we we either got. <laughs>
2: No, I'm just, I'm just saying the numbers <laughs> is saying some of y'all are not gonna have a man. That's what it's saying. It is.
0: Dang,
2: yikes. Dang. It is. I mean, if if, if all of, look, there's gonna be four, uh, three or six of y'all, depending on what how you breaking the population down. When seventy <laughs> y'all walk up, six of y'all are gonna be single.
0: Oh wait a second though. Why
2: why I'm over here thinking about my, my group of girls? And it's about three of
0: us that's single, like maybe two that's married. Exactly.
2: <laughs> right. Damn. Exactly. <laughs> that is so funny. Damn. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I mean it's it's all in it's all in the in, in, in history. Um the the kitab the kitab is uh another name for Bible or holy book. Um but it's it's all in it's all in history if you look, man. I mean you got you got plenty you got plenty of uh, kings. They had a queen. He also had concubines. Who had the power though? There was only one with the power and that was the queen.
0: Oh, that's what? so crazy.
2: And and actually I'ma tell you, I'm gonna tell you why people over here feel that way. Because they use marriage as an ownership now. It's it's a license to say I own your ass and you can't do too much or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Unless i unless it makes me happy. And that's not what marriage originally is. A marriage is is was a, a tool to bring people together for real, for real. My tribe and your tribe, Tashi, my tribe could be in tour with your tribe, and we could have been killing each other for for hundreds of years, the moment you and I get married—hold on one second—the moment you and I get married, that ends all of that bad blood. That's what marriage was used for. When when people would would go to to war, when when we when they when people would go to war, and, and um, a lot of men didn't make it back from war, they would uh. What is they looking for? When, when, when people didn't make it back from war. And in this time, um, if you know history, women didn't have rights. Yes, women yeah. didn't have no rights at all. And if you look at history for real, the, the uh, women got their first rights through the advent of, uh, of uh, uh, Islam. Through the advent of Islam, women got, they, um, got, got some rights among, among people. Among society so when people when guys would go off to war and they would and they would end up dead when and we come back from war these women were left to the wayside so some other men would come and they would marry her it had nothing to do with lust it had nothing to do with hey I got a whole bunch of bitches or none of that it had everything to do with to make sure so she okay to make sure so she's taken care of now she got benefits from society because she married to me this is, these things is what marriage was. That's why there's a contract. Oh, it had nothing to do with, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's the affairs of the heart. It had nothing to do with this. Hey, I just had look, look what I found you know, down at the schoolyard. <laughs> you know?
0: Well, I'm just shocked that I literally, that just shut me the hell up when you talk about the numbers and I think about the demographic and my group of friends and, well, damn.
2: <laughs> it's just, it's just not right. men out here. <laughs> it's hey, not. It's not. It's man. not. We got a side of the family, man. Uh, Lasagna, you know, Joe. We got a side of our family that, when I say it's almost just as big as uh, the other side of the family, just that one side alone from from Martha. They're like ninety five percent girls. Yeah. Mm. It's like seven boys over there, man. The rest of them is girls. Girls having girls. None but girls.
0: My family is like, my mom had two. Do- yeah, my sister got two daughters, all girls. Damn. Mm-mm-mm.
2: Yeah, it's Madness not enough men. I
0: understand that. I have to become <laughs> a damn sister wife.
2: <laughs> hey, you, you know it's crazy. No,
1: no I don't, I don't give a damn about no numbers, but that is one thing I can't be as a sister wife. I tried it,
0: it well, He said, he said, either, either jump on board, or your yeah, ass gonna be single. It
1: didn't work. I guess I will just be single then because it didn't work. Hey, so what I was gonna say was like, I guess this is like a serious conversation that we, you know, probably need to, like, the whole world need to. Start asking this themselves because this ain't like this almost come up every show.
2: It does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, hey. hey. But that that's 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 a that we got a main uh that's a main little segment on that man and the the uh the side the sidebars that we got that that we were shooting outside the club that night. I don't even know that brother name, man. But I'm telling you, bro, bro went so hard. <laughs> He, he went, man, I can't wait, because I can't wait till y'all see the video of this. But he went so hard when he was talking about monogamy and stuff. And he was like, man, that shit is foreign to us. When we was over there, man, we had, man, look here, we had more than one wife, man. We had more than he, And he just got the name in um, different different kings and whatnot.
0: Well, I am happy to have you on today. I, I, I appreciate you giving given us some insight of life, you know, before b- before being locked up, life during being locked up. And I'm happy to hear that you definitely have made your way in, and started a whole new chapter in your life, it sounds like. And I'm excited to hear about um, or see the podcast. You know, when your podcast airs on YouTube, come back and join us so you can kind of, you know, plug, plug the podcast and let people know we can check it out on, on YouTube once it is aired because if these are the conversations that you're having, I'm definitely tuning in. Oh, it's
1: exactly the same.
0: Yes, I, didn't thank even, you. I didn't even think about the, the numbers thing.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I, I am
0: over here. I am telling you, shut me the hell up with that one because I didn't <laughs> have anything to look
2: around like, well, damn. Everything's the same, like, man, okay, he's making me think differently. That's that's awesome.
0: Yeah, never, no yeah. one never, never, ever. No one ever talks about the math about it. And
2: yep.
0: Tracy, how about you? Like, when uh, uh, you're the girls, you know, like, is it?
1: I'm not gonna lie. Weird? I'm not gonna lie. I missed that whole little section.
0: Oh, my phone okay. cut out, so I don't even know what y'all talked about It's recorded. Mm-hmm. You can, we'll, we'll you play it back and we'll, 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 we'll come back to you, Tracy. But okay, it's 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 shocking. That's what it is. It's shocking. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Shocking. or not. Believe in monogamy, okay. Hey, Taji, my, my phone
1: cut out too around that time, <laughs> but I was gonna let you know that uh when it comes to animals, there's actually more animals that's uh that's non-monogamous than it is that's monogamous.
0: But the but there are some, so that's why I go with for me, it could be the Libra in me too i believe that it can be true for both like you can it can work and be true for both you can have a monogamous relationship be together for 100 years until you die or you can be in a happily sister wife one husband situation as well i think it just depends on what what how you want to live but you know what jt made a good point he said if you can take care of your wives and 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 I have a lot of Muslim, you know, and friends problem. and been around, and that's the main point. You have to be able to take mm-hmm. care of each wife the same level, you know. And I think that that's not and spoke th- about. And I'm happy you said. If I can take care of multiple wives, then yeah,
2: and and they they have to live in separate quarters. They okay. they she has to have her own house. That's what so, I mean by you can't you can't take care of same you can't take care of more than one woman and they all live in the same house. You don't want to even live in that when your daughter get grown. You want her you want her ass gone because she acts just like you. And oh, damn. It ain't it ain't room in here for two queens. You gotta go. <laughs> so no we can't have uh that's the this is the uh the regiment though. This ain't this not my my uh prescription. This is the actual regiment uh as far as uh African I why, culture. Negative. If, you, if you're going to have more than one wife, everybody got their own house. She got her own house and, and, and the other one got her own house. And if you got three, she got her own house too. And she don't pay those bills. You pay them bills.
0: That's well, what after, taking
2: care of your wife means. That's
0: that. Now, see, now, no one ever talked about having your separate quarters now. This, this making work.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> this, this making that's, work. that's what it is. Yeah, Yeah. She's supposed to have her own quarters. You don't you know, I'm putting that's that's something different than if, if they both living together. We yeah. this this guy got a little bit more to do to do with lust than uh a contractual situation of, of affairs. Mm. You Definitely. know. Wow. Yeah. The so only yeah way it'll work.
0: The only way it's gonna work is if I don't know nothing.
2: <laughs> oh, so, so. Can't now you know that's impossible Because he's not going to be able to He's not going to be able to see his phone down you're not going to be able to talk on the phone Or text without your eyeballs Sliding over to see what's really Really going on <laughs> hey, hey,
0: look, As I'm over here Looking over to the, to the left Real quick I, I, I can't know nothing I cannot know anything That is the only way that'll work Only way wow. Other than that don't invite me. I'm good. <laughs> I don't want them problems. Yeah, I I, I I don't think I want to be a sister wife, but the more and more I'm learning about I get my own nice house. Um I don't know. It it work, sounds, I, don't I don't know. <laughs> Well, I do appreciate your time. I don't want to take no more um, up of anybody's time today. I do appreciate it. Definitely come back. Let us know when, when it's on air, the podcast, because this is what this platform is for, to bring awareness, plug projects, you know, all of that. This is just um, a spot for everyone to really, you know, shine and, and shine light on. I do appreciate, appreciate you coming, James, JT. I keep going back and forth. And oh, I, do, I do appreciate you.
2: I really appreciate you. I appreciate everybody. And um, once again, I I, I know I apologize to Tashi, but I'm apologizing to everybody about the date and time change. My job real fluky. They they lay us off, bring us back. My schedule changes all the time because I'm a group leader. So um, they just sprung it on us at the last minute that I had to work Sunday morning, and that's why we had to reschedule y'all. And I apologize for that. And I appreciate everybody coming through and. I, I love that uh I came up and, and speech, man. I love you cuz you already know that though. Yeah, definitely cuz. All right. Well, I just want everyone <laughs> to
0: have a good week and we'll um, <laughs> catch y'all next time on the Positive Live
1: Enthusiast.
2: Have a good, <laughs> good week, y'all. All right. All right, good night. Peace. Good night. <laughs>